This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about the relationship we have with our parents. Now, do you believe that your parents didn't love you, approve of you, or maybe didn't even want you when you were a child? And maybe this unhealthy relationship dynamic is still going on right now with your parents, even when you're an adult. Well, these kinds of relationship challenges and difficulties we have with our parents can start at an early age, but they can have a lasting impact on our adult life in so many different ways. And many people believe that this creates some kind of emotional scar that can't be undone. Well, in this week's teaching, we're going to be revealing the truth about the parental wound and what you can do to recover and thrive in the aftermath of dysfunctional parenting. Okay, David, so this issue of the parental wound, this lasting legacy of how our parents treated us, what exactly is it and how does it manifest in your clients? Well, I think it's an important subject and it's certainly a subject I cover a lot with my clients because for many people, it is what creates the idea of the inner child, that part of your mind that gets blocked, normally between the ages of six and nine years old, as I'd say every session, very important time. And this lack of love or this lack of care or this lack of nurturing or this perceived not liking you from your parents can create the inner child very strongly and it can carry on right through into your adulthood, as you said. And so does it matter whether what we believe in terms of our our parents not liking us, not loving us, rejecting us, does it matter whether it that is a truth or maybe it's just a misunderstanding, does it still have the same impact on us emotionally? Well, if you believe it, then it becomes the truth. So if, when you're a child, if you believe that, if you believe that your parents rejected you, maybe one of your parents left you, maybe your parents are always arguing, maybe your parents blamed you for their problems, then if you believe it, then it's true for you. And really, that's where the work is, to go deeply and examine what you believe and why you believe it. So this would be the formation of the inner child, that because I get my value, and here's where the real key is, because when we're a child, we are codependent. All children are codependent. We need our parents to feed us, clothe us, educate us, put a roof over our head, to tell us, to guide us. And if they can't or won't do that, then that affects our value and worth because we believe that we're getting the value and worth from our parents. So that, what you're saying is it's quite natural and normal for us to be emotionally or psychologically 
impacted as a child if we have a lack of love, have a lack of approval, or if we're criticised or judged harshly or treated harshly in some way. It's quite normal and, and natural and appropriate for that as a kind of a helpless child looking to parents for guidance, looking for, to parents for support, to almost fee feel that lack, that like something's either something's being taken away from them or somehow they're being attacked. Well, that's normally what begins what I call the vow, V-O-W, the vow. Because if your parents are not giving you uh, the attention that they're giving to your friends or your other siblings, then it's quite normal and natural for you as a child to say, well, it must be me. There's something wrong with me. And that, that statement is so powerful, that's why I call it a vow. It will kind of guide or direct the rest of your life. If you truly believe there's something wrong with you, then you start to build up the rest of the lies that go on top of it. Then it's very easy to say something like, I'm not good enough, isn't it? If you believe there's something wrong with you because your parents aren't loving you, then it's very easy to think you're not good enough or you're unlovable or you have no worth or you can't cope. And so one feeds on to the other and that builds up this pyramid, this hierarchical system of belief that you have now right into your adult life, still working from that same vow core belief. So what you're saying is our experience as a child created the vow, the first vow that it must be me, there's something wrong with me. That's why they're not giving me attention. That's why they're rejecting me. That's why they're criticizing me or ignoring me, what, whatever experience, whatever dysfunctional experience we had. And it's, would you say it's that original vow we make to ourselves that essentially becomes, I guess, the emotional or the, or the psychological wound or scar or badge that we carry with us? Yes, yeah, so as a, as a child, as I often say, I think that's why that age of six and nine years old is so relevant. We haven't developed our cognitive reasoning. We have developed our emotions and we can understand and create feelings. And so when our mother or father, as you say, are not loving us or they're highly critical or they're blaming us, this leaves us with no place to go intellectually. You can't blame your parents because you need them for your very survival. Shouldn't you honour and respect your parents? That's what we're taught, isn't it? And this is the paradigm that, that we're taught. Don't we need love from our parents? Again, this is what we're taught. We depend on our parents. You can't then, as a child of six or seven, go round and criticise the hand that feeds you, as one of my clients would said. How can I criticise the hand that feeds me? So the child then is only left with criticising themselves, saying that they're not good enough. Now, many children then will go in two directions. They'll either swing one way and try and get attention from their parents by perhaps temper tantrums or playing up or being awkward or not cooperating. Some of my clients would go the other way, people-pleasing, doing too much, trying to second-guess their parents, trying to create harmony, trying to make their mum and dad happy, seeing it as their responsibility 
But both of those two extremes is not the Wu way, is not the balanced way. But as a child, that's quite understandable and we can accept that. The problem comes when you become of age to be accountable, whatever that age is for many people. Is that 14, 16, 18, 21? When do you become accountable? And when you can, you view that childhood situation from a more mature angle and to see that your parents, and particularly if you become a parent yourself, are struggling. They were struggling. There was a dysfunctionality going on there. And certainly it wasn't down to you to shoulder all the blame and take full responsibility. But for many of my clients, that's what they're doing for the rest of their lives. So the strategies, almost like the survival strategies we created as a child to cope and respond to a lack of love, a lack of attention, to criticism, to negative judgments, to harsh treatment, those two extreme strategies, seeking validation or pushing people away, trying to people please, all those strategies, we're now carried those through into adulthood. So we may still be enacting working through those strategies with our parents if they're still alive and still acting in the in the same way we still have the same dynamic with them but i guess inevitably we act out those strategies with other people that we meet in our adult life our relationship partners well that's true alex because what a lot of my clients say is that strategy of either saying people pleasing or being awkward or never being happy or never being satisfied or always picking fault themselves it almost becomes their identity and one of the main drivers here is what we're mistaught as children. We're mistaught that love is a commodity. Love is something that we get from our parents. It's like a box of sweets that our parents give us. And our parents teach us this, don't they? They say if you're a good girl or you're a good boy, then mommy and daddy are pleased with you. If you don't do what we want, then we're displeased with you. And so the child quickly comes to this understanding that love is something that has to be earned and has to be given by someone else. And so you see all of these beliefs are formed in our childhood. And that's why the, the label of the inner child is so powerful, because inside of your mind, you have got this part of your mind that's still believing this paradigm of thought, that love has to be earned, love has to be given by someone else, you need love, you need attention, and if you haven't got it, as you said in your, your introduction, there's something missing. Now, a lot of my clients will tell me this. It's like a big hole inside of me that I'm looking for someone else to fill. Or one of my clients said, it's like I'm a jigsaw and there's a piece missing to make me whole. But this comes from very poor parental teaching that's telling you that you're already not awesome. You're already... There's something wrong with you. You have to get your value and your worth from someone else. I can tell you I spend many hours with my clients talking to them about what is value, what is worth, because they're looking for other people to get their validation, to get their approval, to get their strokes. Instead of looking at themselves, they look externally. So I know you've we've kind of gone over that teacher's teaching so many times so in important. many of our other teachings and podcasts and for sure I can think yes that definitely applies in adulthood but what about if we didn't receive that love 
that attention, if we didn't have our emotional or psychological needs met as a child, does that not mean that we are now as an adult somehow lacking? Like we've got some sort of handicap because we didn't receive what all children should have as they're growing up. I would say that's what nearly all of my clients believe, that they didn't have this good childhood. Mm -hmm. And so therefore there's something missing or lacking in them. And I don't think it can be farther from the truth because it's, I say to my clients, the evidence shows us how awesome you are. I don't understand, I truly don't understand how some of my clients can come through the dysfunctional, abusive childhoods that they experienced. It's beyond me. They tell me their stories and it brings tears to my eyes. And yet here they are, these amazing human being in front of me, telling me that they can't cope, telling me there's something missing, telling me they're not grounded, telling me all of these stories. And I'm saying, but the evidence doesn't back it up. The evidence you're showing me from coming through that dysfunctionality is just how awesome you are. And if this is you, if you've come through one of these childhoods, look at you now. How did you do it? Absolutely amazing. You are amazing. And then why would you then tell yourself you're not good enough? You can't cope. You're unlovable. I would even go one further and I do, I call it the so what game. I play with a lot of my clients. I say, okay, well, let's, let's say, let's say your parents hated you. They couldn't, they detested you. They wish they'd never had you. So what? So what? Because despite all of that, you came through and thrived. You came through that dysfunctionality. You walked that path. You've already done it. It's in your rear view mirror. Why do you keep putting it in front of you? For some of my clients, it's 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And yet they talk about it as though it's right now in their life. Because for them, they bring it into their current life. Mm -hmm. And they don't, their perception, the way they view it, is not correct. They built a wrong paradigm and a wrong identity. I, I really get a strong sense that this childhood vow that you talked about, the self-blame, it must be me. My parents don't love me. My parents have rejected me. My parents criticize me because there's something wrong with me. That vow and then our kind of strategy to try and prove to the parents that we are good enough. I am, I am lovable, working, 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 working really hard. Would you say that the those beliefs and those strategies are the very things that stop us from acknowledging and recognizing how awesome we actually are? Like you say, the fact we've come through the dysfunction, it means we're amazing, but it's almost like we're so preoccupied with proving ourselves to our parents or other people. That's absolutely right, Alex, because when you make that vow, there's something wrong with me, and your wording might be slightly different to that, but it'll be the same thing, there's something wrong with me, then very quickly that becomes your identity. And some of my clients will say, that's my nature. It's the way I am. I can't do anything about it. It's, it's my path. 
It's what I was kind of given. And all of that is untrue. But as you said, if you really believe there's something wrong with you, you're not good enough, you can't cope, you're unlovable, then how can you ever, in your own mind, be successful? Because you're kind of creating a war against yourself. You're arguing against your own identity. And that's why the golden thread work is so powerful. We've just done a retreat this last week. We, 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 can, we had some wonderful experiences because you can go back and you can challenge your own belief structure. And that's so important. I say it on every video, don't I? What do you believe? Why do you believe it? The why is more important. Why do you believe that? Why do you believe you're not good enough? Why do you believe you're unlovable? And when you sit down and follow it through, it will go back down to this same vow that you've just accepted. And it, it is, it's a big struggle to change that vow. You flip it over. But that's the work that has to be done. Because once you change that vow, then it's like a row of dominoes. You hit one, it goes, and it flows out and it changes all of the way you perceive your perception of life. So you have to go back to these childhood and this subject about dysfunctional families and childhoods and being rejected and families breaking up when you're young or mothers or fathers having emotional episodes and blaming you. I can tell you this is a high percentage of what creates the inner child. This is what creates the problem. So when you, when you talk about going back and looking at the beliefs, examining those core beliefs that are holding us back, making us keep the past or, or, or the relationship we had with our parents as a child, keeping that very much in the present, preoccupying us now in our current life. Is it about, I guess, two, learning or accepting two truths that our parents, how our parents treated us or reacted to us or told us who we are is not the truth? that their valuation of us isn't our value, and also to acknowledge that our parents probably weren't emotionally in the right place themselves, therefore who are they to value me or to place a judgment on me? Yes, it's right, Alex. It's very difficult because this is no way. What a lot of my clients will try and do is to alienate or separate themselves from their parents but I would say you can still create a love for your parents and disagree with them. You do not have to agree with everything your parents have said or they think about you. You don't have to agree with them. That's their point of view. It doesn't make it the truth. They're not sitting, they're not the authority on your life. They was when you were a child. I'll acknowledge and accept that. But you're not a child now. So they are not the authority on your life. And so that's the paradigm, that's the mindset that you have to change. You have to go back there. And for a lot of my clients, it's very difficult because they, they, they love their parents and I'm really pleased that they do and I'm encouraging you to love your parents. But I believe there's a wu-wei difference between loving someone and having to agree with everything they think or say or do. You can love somebody and disagree with them. And I think that's the way to go, is to look practically, to analyze it. But if you put your value 
only can be gained from them, then you are like a puppet waiting for them to pull the strings. And you have no value because you're giving the value to your parents. And this is where it goes wrong. And I'll repeat again. As a child, this is normal, natural, and what you should have done. But you should have tweaked that belief system. You should tweak it now. And you should take responsibility for your value. Can I just say something else that a lot of my clients have difficulty with? They have difficulty with letting go of this because their childhood did not meet their expectation the way they wanted it to be. And so they believe that if they let go of this, then all of that kind of means nothing. It's all gone into the ether. But if they can keep it alive, they'll somehow get their parents to realize and to understand. And I often say to my clients, if your parents did realize and did understand and fell to their knees in sorrow and asked for forgiveness, what changes? Because all of this happened 30, 40 years ago. Why do you want to bring it into your current life now? And so the life lesson is, where do you take responsibility? Where do you become accountable for your value, for your worth? When do you stop looking externally and start looking internally? And this is why this is a spiritual teaching. You are an amazing person. I say to all of my clients who tell me that rubbish that they can't cope, no wonder I've got no hair. Because I say, my goodness, look at your life. Look what you've just told me. How did you come through that? Mm -hmm. How did you manage that? How did you manage those beatings? How did you manage that abuse? How did you manage that dysfunctionality? I have no idea. But you did. And that's just how awesome you are. And so it's time that you started living to your truth. It's time that you started to get your value. It's time that you stop looking externally and start looking internally. And that's the life lesson here. And I, I kind of see the manifestation of this, David, as our inner child that you spoke about earlier that is really holding on to these I guess, like these trauma bonds and memories of parents and that and that relationship dynamic. Our inner child is desperately clinging to it because it wants the recognition that it was treated badly. It may have really been treated badly. It probably was, yeah. absolutely. It wants some recognition. It wants to be loved by its parents. So it's desperately being pulled like a, it's like in a tug of war, trying to get that attention, trying mm. to get that acknowledgement from our parents which may never come but now we need as the as our inner child we need to turn to us as the parent and become our own parent and this is this inner work you're talking about that's right Alex it, it it's strange you know because when I'm working with, with my client and you have a mature intelligent man or woman in front of you and you see their physicality and you're working with them and when you get down to this this kind of work it's almost like you're dealing with a petulant seven, eight, nine-year-old child going, it's not fair, I'm not going to change, it's not right, they shouldn't have done it. And it's like, that's the energy that you've got to break through. And you're absolutely right. You know, that's really, if you don't change that, 
That's the energy that's driving your life. How can you make that right? How can you go back into the past? How can you, you, you're not a time traveler. And many, many of my clients say, well, if I'd have had this perfect childhood, if everything would have gone right, I don't know, perhaps I have a warped point of view. I, I don't know who has a perfect childhood. I don't even know whether a perfect childhood exists. So this idea that I am mortally wounded, emotionally scarred, I can't get on with my life because of what happened to me 40 years ago. There's a hole, there's something missing. I call it the poor me. And I'm going, rather than perceiving it as the poor you, mm -hmm. I see it as the awesome you. This is your strength. Your strength is you are a coping machine. You are a coping wizard. How on earth did you cope? I don't know. I have no idea. We could spend the next 15 hours trying to analyze how on earth you coped, but you did. Well done. That's how awesome you are. Why don't you take that awesomeness and move that moving forward so that becomes your paradigm, so that becomes your lens that you look at life back? Not that, oh, my mother did this, my father did this, I, this happened to me, it's not fair, it's not just, it has to be put right. I was, I'm carrying this legacy of this unjustness, un, un, unfairness. I mean, it just weighs you down and it stops you reaching your potential. And that's not even talking about the law of attraction, which is another subject that we've covered, mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean, we've got lots of teachings we can share in the show notes on reparenting work and codependency and this self-love, this inner work you've talked about that will help you with that part of the journey. Well, that's, that's why I, one of the reasons why I like the label of the inner child work. Because as we said on many videos, I want to think about, I want you to think about that part of your mind as your spiritual child. And I want you, as the mature, intelligent, practical woman and man of the world, to be the spiritual mother. Now, the things you do to your spiritual child, you would not do to your physical child. And it's about time you started to look after yourself. And if you want to see some practical steps, we've done a whole series, and we call it reparenting. But it's about time now that you realize the truth honesty, and have the integrity to walk your walk. And that's what I call the Shen, the spirituality of who you really are. And if you take one thing, this life lesson that we've talked about today, just look in the mirror and just see how awesome you are. Just see the amazing person you are. Just see how you've always coped, even with a wrong idea, even with this wrong thinking, you've still coped. Imagine when you change this thinking today. Imagine what your world is going to be like. Your life journey is going to be different because you're going to be in control. And to fully unlock that change, David, we talked about all this inner work, this inner child work, the reparenting work. Is there a part of the jigsaw that we somehow have to reach some level of forgiveness or acceptance as to what, how our parents were with us. Is that, 
Is that important as part of this work? Well, personally, I don't like the word forgiveness. And perhaps we should do a video on Mm -hmm. that because that would be a good video to talk about. I think forgiveness creates a hierarchical system because I don't think we're in the position to be judgmental over other people. What's that saying? Walk a mile in their shoes. We don't know what your parents are going through. We don't know their childhood. Most of these behaviours and these actions come down through the generations. So I think it's about acceptance. I think for me, acceptance is a very strong, powerful spiritual teaching. Not accepting and rolling over and playing dead, but just accepting that this did happen. We're not trying to brush it under the carpet. We're not trying to ignore it. We're not trying to cover it over. Just accepting that it did happen. But it is in the past. And you have come through it. Now, could you have come through it better? Maybe. But it doesn't matter. You've come through it now. Learn your lessons. Take responsibility. Be accountable for your next step going forward. And work from your spirituality. Work from who you really are. Change your identity. Don't be that identity of this victim. A poor me. There's something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. You have value you have worth. Love is something that you create. No one can give you love. It's not a commodity. It's an emotional feeling and you are the creator of your emotional feelings. Now, today, as you watch this, can you create that feeling of love for you, truthfully? Can you create that feeling? And don't look outside of yourself for someone else to give you it, because they can't. You have to create it. And that's the life lesson that will change you and your identity. And I know, David, for the clients who you've advised and worked with on this topic, when they make start to make these changes, it allows them then to completely, well, be empowered and to put in place boundaries with their parents if they're around that they've perhaps never put in place before because they were so preoccupied with trying to prove themselves to their parents. Or get something from them. Or get something from them. And it's almost like it stops this generational hand-me-down that you mentioned because as you say, the way your parents treated you is often the way that they were treated by their parents and they were treated by their parents And you can become the change point. You can become the shift in this kind of dynamic so that it's not passed on to your children. I think that's so important and that's a fantastic spiritual teaching, Alex. I'm glad you shared that because you can make the change. You can make the change because if you're not careful, you'll pass this on. And even though I'm sure you're sitting there saying, I would never treat my children the way I, 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 as I would treat it. I understand that. But it's the way you treat yourself. That's so true. Because your children are watching how you treat you. And they will build up how they treat themselves. And this is what passes down the, gen- the generation. You can stop today. You can stop it now. And you can move forward. And this will make a better, brighter, more authentic future for you, living your truth, living in Wu Wei, living effortlessly, living and following your integrity, living to your spiritual truth. 
And that's what we want for you. And that's why we do these videos. Thank you, David. Well, I found that really, really helpful. And I hope you have also benefited from this teaching. Please do let us know if you have any comments or questions and share the teaching with someone else who also may benefit. I will put links in the show notes to all our teachings on inner child reparenting, codependency, setting boundaries, and our love and relationships playlist as well. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers and gifts on our website, wuweiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.